This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 612, How to Use Despite and Whereas for High IELTS Scores. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. Today you'll learn valuable grammar structures for high-level contrast words to ensure better scores in IELTS speaking and writing. Hey Jessica, how are you feeling today? Uh, I'm okay. I actually think my voice is getting better. Does it sound better than when we first started talking today? <laughs> it's clearing right up. It's clearing right up. Yeah. <laughs> getting better all the time. You guys, Lindsay and I just completed the amazing Boston Immersion Adventure and I lost my voice a little bit. But that's okay. It's totally worth it. It's going to yeah. be fine like tomorrow, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Guys, it was an amazing weekend where our students came to Boston. We put them through a series of challenges to improve their English and connect with natives. Guys, if you don't listen to the All Ears English podcast, you definitely should be so that you can hear about our next live events happening yes. in 2019. So tune in, go subscribe to that podcast as well as this one. Yeah, for sure, you guys. I mean, so much of getting beyond that seven in speaking and writing. Well, the whole test for, I mean, for that matter, reading and listening to, the way to approach above a seven, get towards that eight, that nine, is being more natural in English, right? And that's what the other podcast, All Ears English, that's what that's trying to encourage and teach you guys how to do. So definitely, guys, you should be listening to that podcast as well. Oh, yeah. It is very, very natural <laughs> and spontaneous, <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right. Cool. Awesome. So today, Jessica, we had some questions from our students in our Three Keys IELTS course. There, If you guys are in the course, you are able to ask Facebook questions anytime. So do we have some kind of grammary linking word questions today? Yes. I love that grammary could grammary. be Grammary. <laughs> <laughs> guys, listeners, that's not a word. But native speakers can make stuff up. We make um, stuff up. Yeah. yeah, we're we're lucky, guys, but you'll get there. You'll get there. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's about the uh, grammar related to two contrast words, despite and uh, whereas. So I've, these are interesting, guys. And this is – these are linking words you guys will definitely use in writing task one and task two and all over the speaking test, right? So yeah. I think it's really worthwhile to – Take some notes today on these structures, okay? All right, so this is the first question. Um, I saw a post on the internet that made me so confused. It's about the use of whereas. In task one writing, we need to write comparisons, right? I always use whereas between two subjects. However, this post says, and then it quotes, overall, it is apparent that whereas football remained popular throughout the period, 
basketball experienced a significant fall in popularity. And so the student is confused because the whereas comes at a different place, oh. right? It's not between the two things being compared. It's like at the beginning of the clause. Hmm. So do, when I read hmm. that example, did that make sense to you? Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. It makes sense because it seems like we can chunk this out a little bit, right? Because how did it start? It said overall, it's apparent that. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So that uh, introduction phrase, right? This is mm-hmm. great yeah. for the overall trend in writing task one. Mm-hmm. And then the that, that has to be followed by an independent clause or structure. Mm, yeah. So, right? And then... um You need a a comma after that, and that's what was missing and made it a little uh, clunky, a little confusing. So Mm. overall comma, it is apparent that comma, and then whereas football remained popular throughout the period comma, (laughs) basketball experienced a significant fall in popularity. So Mm. like traditionally, right, when we're learning linking words in these sentence structures, it would, it would be the other way around, right? So you guys would usually write and usually read, basketball experienced a significant fall, whereas football remained popular, mm-hmm. right? Like that's, that's comfortable. Um, I think this other way, it can be a little bit clunky because it's unfamiliar, mm-hmm. but it's totally grammatically correct. Yeah, it's just a little, it makes it feel longer. Um, so yeah. it's not, it, but yeah, putting whereas at the, towards the beginning, I mean, we can separate out the overall, it's apparent that that's kind of a separate, separate pre- piece, right? That independent right. clause. And then having it start with whereas, yeah, it's not, it's a little bit less traditional, but it works. So this is the key, guys. Write this stuff down. This is a structure you guys should use in your own overall trends when you're comparing two things or any time in task one and task two when you're comparing. So this is the key for a high grade in grammar, right? We need to know the pieces of the sentences, just like in Three Keys IELTS, guys. Mm -hmm. The system tells you exactly this, like the structures you need and how to reorganize the chunks. So you just need like impressive sentence structures, just like a few of them, like three, and then know how you can reorganize those, the chunks of the sentences into different orders. Yeah. You don't, you don't need like 20 different structures. Mm. Just take three structures and be able to play with them in a way that it looks like more variety. Yeah. And we give you guys those structures inside the course. And we've done, we've done uh, a few months ago, we did a webinar where we showed you guys some of those. I think students make a common mistake in thinking that they can't even start IELTS until they've memorized a grammar textbook, all the tenses, and everything, right? (laughs) Big mistake, big misconception. Right, exactly, you guys. Um, You could, as as long as you're intermediate level or higher, you could start right now studying for IELTS in three keys. Um, Okay, so let's see. I'm looking for the second question. It's about despite. All right, um, let's see. Is this the correct use of despite? It feels weird to me. Um, If it's not correct, how could I write it properly? Okay, so Lindsay, listeners, Mm -hmm. listen to this sentence. Despite high rate of unemployment is severe in the city, Mm. more than 150 people have been hired by this company. Mm. Okay, so that doesn't sound right. Seems weird. Seems (laughs) weird to me. (laughs) 
How do we use despite? Like, what is the grammar of Mm. despite? What comes after that? Yeah. Well, let me throw out another example. Maybe that's easier from the dictionary. So it means in spite of, here's a correct example. Despite all of my work, I still (laughs) failed the exam. So it comes, it can come, it can come at the beginning of the sentence, right? Yeah. So despite something, something else happened. So this is, yeah, so this is important, right? Because again, it's it's one structure, but these two clauses can be, can go in any order, right? Just like mm-hmm. the whereas clauses, they can go in any order. So that's the first thing to know. But then the next thing to know is that despite has to be followed by a noun clause, mm. right? So we have to say, despite the high rate of unemployment, comma, right? So that noun clause could also be verb ing, because that's a noun, right? That becomes a noun. So we could say, despite having a high rate of unemployment, right? So that's what follows despite. And this grammar is is mis- is mistook, mistaken, mm-hmm. is <laughs> used in error all the time with yeah. despite, guys. So just be clear, despite by itself, followed by a noun clause, right? And then comma, and then independent clause. And then despite the fact that can be followed by an independent clause. So subject verb, despite the fact that the city has a high rate of unemployment. So that's that's really long. And we could just shorten that, make it more direct by just despite plus noun. Yeah, I mean, these are just formulas, guys, that you want to just take a closer look at, maybe get used to saying them in conversation. They're a little formal, um, but get used to writing them out before test day, not on test day. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Despite is, you know, both of these are, they are like formal. I don't think I use this in like daily conversation. Um, Despite the fact that I am hungry. I no. cannot have lunch. Like, so you have to know the appropriacy. Mm-hmm. So these would be totally awesome in speaking part three, but it is something you have to practice because we don't naturally speak like this. So I think it's useful to, in preparation for speaking part three, you guys get some questions and then actually write out your answers. Okay. Yeah. Make yourself use these formal linking words, these more impressive grammar structures and, and more high level vocabulary. Cause these things aren't natural, but you have to do it to get high scores in speaking part three. So a good way to prepare, um, is to write out some answers first and then practice saying them out loud. Yeah, I love that idea. But make yourself do this, guys, because, again, it's just about a few grammar structures. But if you can get them, you can push that score up strategically. It's about being smart how we spend our time. It's not about memorizing a textbook of, you know, in the back of the book, you see all those crazy grammar structures. We're not memorizing those. (laughs) No, man, you only have to write one task one, one task two. You only have to talk for like 11 to 14 minutes on the speaking test. You guys don't need a thousand different structures, right? And this this grammar we're talking about today, this is just math. I mean, this is how how it's presented in the course, right? Especially Mm -hmm. for writing task one, when we're telling you the exact structures you need to use. You don't need to use any other sentence structures. They are all in the course, okay? And it's just math. It's just take this piece plus this piece, Flip them around sometimes. Boom. Like put Mm -hmm. the numbers here. That's it. 
and then doing it often enough that it becomes natural on test day. That's all it is, guys. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. So cool. Awesome. So cool. So, so guys, mm-hmm. if you want to see those structures and stop memorizing too much information, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. All right. Very cool. Well, thanks for hanging out today, Jessica. And I hope that voice gets better pretty soon here. <laughs> I hope you it feel better. Will. Yeah. Don't worry by tomorrow. All better. Mm. All right, Lindsay. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.